0: Today is May 17th. On May 17, 1875, history was made and the very first Kentucky Derby race was run. In front of a crowd of approximately 10,000 fans, 15 three-year-old thoroughbreds raced for a one and a half miles on a fast track at Churchill Downs in Louisville, Kentucky. A chestnut thoroughbred named Arstides won the race, finishing in just over two minutes and 37 seconds. Artistides was ridden by a jockey, Oliver Lewis, who was the only nineteen years old at the time and would never race in the Kentucky Derby again. Lewis traded in his saddle and crop for a career in training and bookmaking. Artistides was a first Kentucky Derby winner earning a purse of just eighty or two thousand eight hundred fifty dollars. And in nineteen forty six, an impending railroad strike led to the front page of the Nashville Banner. President Harry S. Truman summoned both sides of the labor dispute to the White House in a last-ditch effort to sidetrack the nationwide railroad strike set out for the next day. Truman had said that he would seize the railroads if necessary to keep 250,000 engineers and trainmen on the job. He had hoped it wouldn't come to that, but it did. Later that day, Truman seized control of the nation's railroads, delaying but not preventing the strike. The railroad dispute was just part of a series of massive post-war labor strikes that took place in the United States from 1945 to 1946. Other strikes involved 750,000 steel workers, 225,000 United Auto workers, and 340,000 coal miners. Brown v. the Board of Education of Topeka was a landmark 1954 Supreme Court case in which the justices ruled unanimously that racial segregation of children in public schools was unconstitutional. Brown versus the Board of Education was one of the cornerstones of the civil rights movement and helped establish the precedent that separate but equal education and other services were not in fact equal at all. In 1896, the Supreme Court ruled Plessy and Ferguson racially segregated public facilities were legal, so long as the facilities for black people and whites were equal. The ruling constitutionally sanctioned laws barring African Americans from sharing the same buses, schools, and other public facilities as whites, known as Jim Crow laws, and established the separate but equal doctrine that would stand for the next six decades. But, by the early 1950s, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP, was working hard to challenge segregation laws in public schools and had filed lawsuits on behalf of plaintiffs in states such as South Carolina, Virginia, and Delaware. In the case that would become most famous, a plaintiff named Oliver Brown filed a class action suit against the Board of Education of Topeka, Kansas in 1951 after his daughter, Linda Brown, was denied entrance to Topeka's all-white elementary schools. In his lawsuit, Brown claimed that the schools for black children are not equal to the white schools and the segregation violated the so-called Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, which holds that no state can deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. The case went before the U.S. District Court in Kansas, which agreed that public school segregation had a detrimental effect upon the colored children and contributed to the sense of inferiority, but still upheld the separate but equal doctrine. When Brown's case and four other cases related to school segregation first came before the Supreme Court in 1952, the court combined them into a single case underneath the name Brown v. the Board of Education of Topeka. Thurgood Marshall, the head of the N. Double ACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund served as chief attorney for the plaintiffs. Thirteen years later, President Lyndon B. Johnson would appoint Marshall as the first Black Supreme Court justice. At first, the justices were divided on how to rule on school segregation, with Chief Justice Fred M. Vinson holding the opinion that Plessy verdict should stand. But in September 1953, before Brown v. Board of Education was to be heard, Vinson died, and President Dwight D. Eisenhower replaced him with Earl Warren, then Governor of California. Displaying considerable political skill and determination, the new Chief Justice succeeded in engineering a unanimous verdict against school segregation the following year. In the decision issued on May 17, 1954, Warren wrote that In the field of public education, the doctrine of separate but equal has no place. As segregated schools are inherently inherently unequal, as a result, the court ruled that the plaintiffs were being deprived of the equal protection of the laws guaranteed by the 14th Amendment. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics The People History.com. The First Kentucky Derby at KentuckyDerby.com, Railroads Seized by Truman at Main Street Nashville.com and Brown versus Board of Education at History.com. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.